Welcome to the radio program, Warning, with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, the founder and president of World Ministries International and Eagles Saving Nations. Today, we are concluding the message with Dr. Hansen's cousin, Reverend Debbie Morris. The title of her message is, Jesus is Coming Soon. We trust that you will be blessed as we continue with this message. You know, sometimes we think it's just a choice like go to church or not go to church or read God's word or not read God's word. We think the choice is superficial, but it's not. It's a very um, deep reaching choice. And when we choose not to choose, when we choose something that is not God's way, it can kill us. It will destroy us. Every minute, every second of every day in your life and my life, we have a choice. God puts choices in front of us. And we can choose to follow him or we can choose to ignore him. And let me tell you, it may not happen in that instant, but as you choose not to follow him one upon another, it will bring death and it will bring destruction in your life. The enemy would like to deceive you and let you think there are no consequences, but there are consequences. 33, though, Proverbs 133, such a word of hope, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. We need to take heed to respond to every opportunity we are given to have intimate fellowship with Jesus. Look at Song of Solomon 5, verses 2 and 3. This is the bride-to-be speaking here at first. I sleep, but my heart is awake. It's the voice of my beloved, the bridegroom. He knocks, saying, open for me, my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one. For my head is covered with dew, my locks with the drops of the night. And here's her response. I've already taken off my robe. How can I put it on again? I've washed my feet. How can I defile them? And she didn't get up and go to the door. Then a little bit later, she thought about it, and she went to the door, but he was gone. But think of it. What if she had answered? What wonderful time of intimacy and fellowship would they have had? What would have happened in that moment that might have changed the rest of her life for her? In that moment. And there's times in your life, in my life, and we hear that gentle voice that says, Come away, come away. And sometimes we do. And doesn't that just yield wonderful treasures within and blessings and and uh, indescribable time of fellowship and joy with the Lord? Sometimes we don't. And later we think, Well, nothing happened. You're right. Everything goes on just as usual, but you never know what you missed. You never know what you missed. 
We have to take heed to ourselves to walk in obedience. Walk in obedience. Samuel said in 1 Samuel 15, 22 to 23. Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed, heed, that's hearing and obeying. Heeding is not just hearing it, but heeding includes hearing it and obeying it. And to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. There is not a person here, probably not even anyone listening to my voice, who would even consider dabbling in witchcraft, would we? No, never. But not obeying the voice of the Lord, the instructions of the Lord, is rebellion, and that is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. And then this is the word that was pronounced on Saul. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. Obedience. So important in our lives. Sometimes we think that um, God is like a person, like us, you know. And he says stuff and we can just ignore it a little bit. You know, like maybe a husband and a wife and the husband says something and the wife's like, I didn't really hear that, you know. He doesn't know whether you heard it or not. Maybe he's not looking at you, so he doesn't know whether you did hear it. And so it doesn't matter, but God sees everything. He knows you heard it, and he knows you're ignoring it. So we need to obey him. I'm, my mom tells a story. Um, she was already a missionary in Singapore when this happened, and I guess it had been a pattern through her life when something made her angry um, something frustrated her. She got real mad. She would just run off and run somewhere, you know, here, there, wherever. And so on this particular day, she was having an argument with my father. They didn't have a whole lot um, then, but they were having an argument and she just got so angry and she ran out and just jumped in the car and drove down the road. You know, you can imagine the engines like down the road. Um, and as she's driving down the road, she's not going anywhere in particular, just running away. And a voice says to her, where are you going? <laughs> and she said, I don't know. <laughs> and she's not even realizing. She, this is how she tells it. I've heard her tell it quite a few times. And she's not even thinking, why is there a voice talking to me? And the voice says, where are you going? She said, I don't know. And the voice said it again. I ask you, where are you going? And she said, and I told you, I don't know. And, and um, then the voice, and she, she realized this is God talking to her. The voice said, are you going to heaven or hell? And then she laughed and she said, who would be foolish enough to choose to go to hell? And God said to her, you stop now, turn this car around, Get back to your house, apologize to your husband, or that is where you are heading. 
and she stopped the car and she and he said and never do this again <laughs> and she said she did she stopped she turned around she went home she apologized and she never did it again <laughs> obedience you don't know when there's a line you will cross that you you will never have a chance to uncross that line Take heed to live free of complaining. Philippians 2.14. And, and I've added a bunch of uh, synonyms in here. Do all things without complaining, murmuring, grumbling, fault finding, bickering, arguing, and disputing. And there could be more. And I'm just going to put it right in with 1 Corinthians 10.10. Nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. I remember one morning, it wasn't very long ago, a couple years maybe, I was out doing my morning jog, run, whatever it is that I do in the mornings. Um... And God talks to me, and he, he just really talked to me about this verse and said, you are not allowed to complain and murmur and grumble. You're not allowed. No. Zero tolerance is basically what he told me. And I said, yes, Lord. <laughs> um, and I said, you better help me because it's not just complaining when we do it out loud it's also complaining when we do it right here I don't know if you've ever but I have caught myself the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit lets me know now the minute my mind tries to go that way you know the minute the devil tries to take me down that road why am I the only one whatever it is you know there's all of those little thoughts, you know, why do I have to do this? Why is it so difficult? Why doesn't anyone else, you know? It starts, it always starts with a thought. Mm -hmm. And if you allow those thoughts to remain, then it becomes a feeling. Mm -hmm. And then you've opened the door for the enemy to have a place in your life. It seems so tiny, doesn't it? A little complaint, a little murmur, a little talking about this or that. I don't know about you guys. I can only talk to what God told me. He said never, <laughs> never. And when that starts up, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit yes. because he will. Because sometimes it's like you just drift into it. You don't even realize it. But the Holy Spirit will go, ah, ah. You know, and then right then and there, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm not going there. I am not going there. I'll be thankful instead. <laughs> Praise God. Um, what did it say? They were destroyed by the destroyer. Consequences. Take heed to walk in love. In John 13, 34, it says a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And I'm going to add another verse along with that one. Romans 13, 10. The, um, I was reading a book by Brother Hagen, Brother Ken Kenneth Hagen, and he mentioned this verse and it really just jumped out at me. 
Romans 13.10, love does no harm to a neighbor, to someone else, someone next to you. Uh, therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. When I talk about someone, that, that is harming to them. Whether they know about it or not, it harms them in someone else's eyes. When I say things about someone, it hurts them. And so the, the, the things that I can talk about other people have been really compressed. <laughs> no, no, not allowed to say anything that is not in love if I'm talking about someone else. Um, so, and the Lord really brought this home to me, how, how it is so easy, because usually what happens is you're talking to someone else, and you're sharing experiences, and this happened, and that happened, and they did this, and they did that, and, you know, you just join in, and you don't even realize it sometimes. And that happened to me. Um, I was at work, and the plant manager came in, and he was talking about how, um, how, what is the word I'm looking for? People were so inconsiderate, you know, and they were supposed to go somewhere and, you know, and then he had waited an hour and they never even let him know. And, you know, I mean, he's just going on and on and on and on. <clears throat> and, and I was, as he said that, it reminded me of someone I knew and my mouth opened to say, yes. Uh, and the Holy Spirit said, we don't need to say anything about anybody that is not love or praiseworthy. You know, I mean, unless the Holy Spirit tells you to, to specifically say something, I can't. I can't. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> we, I have to stop it. And, and there he is, good again to me. He will stop me. Um, yeah, my mother says about me, sometimes we're having conversations or in a conversation, and she said, um, sometimes you know when you can't pursue a conversation because she just quits talking. <laughs> if it's something that I can't talk about, I just shut up because what else to do? I answer to the Holy Spirit, and, and I, I, that's just it. Okay. Uh, we have to take heed to ourselves, to never allow offense into our lives. How easy it is to be offended. How easy. But when you think of, when you think of um, that, think of how we put it. Take offense. Guess what that means? You have a choice. You can take it or you can leave it sitting right there. Just because someone says something ugly to you does not mean you have to accept it. You do not have to take that offense. That is a snare, a trap of the devil. That's a way that he can get access into your life. And most people who accept an offense don't even think about it as something they shouldn't be doing. But I want you as... You know, as the Lord has been working on me over some years about this taking offense, um, it's down to the point now when, say, I'll, I'll use my husband because, you know, husbands and wives, you often do things that can get on the other one's nerves, right? Um, when I feel that slight little 
irritation start to come inside of me? The Holy Spirit says, mm-mm. And right then, under my breath, I'll say, Lord, no, I'm not going to take offense. I am not going to let this affect me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know what? God just blesses you so abundantly when you refuse to allow offense to come into your life. And in addition to that, for all the many years before this became a, a reality or a truth in my life, there was many things that had happened in my life. And I asked God, I said, I want to be clean, all the way clean. And you know what the Holy Spirit does now is every so often, a little drift of a thought comes in my mind, a picture of something that happened. And I go, oh, I took offense back then. I get it under the blood right then and there. Little bits and pieces. They're all being pulled out. They're all being pulled out. And I've got to tell this one because it's about your pastor, right? So <laughs> we, he didn't know anything about it. He didn't know anything about it. Um, years ago, when, when about the time he came to go to college in Southern California College, my sister was there, and um, she was going to college, but she was going to go up about halfway up uh, into Northern California to Santa Cruz. And I was in Southern California. So some people had given her a car. It was a low rider car. <clears throat> and she and I were in our teens. Probably I, was, I don't know how old I was, but late teens. Uh, she's two years younger than me. And we wanted to drive the car up to her college. So we did not ask anybody <laughs> because I'm pretty sure we knew they would have said absolutely not. So we did not ask anybody. <laughs> we got up at three in the morning. We had all the stuff in there, took off. <coughs> we were coming from Lameda, Torrance area in Southern California. And we got up like past around Bakersfield, I think it was. You know, we like went over the mountain. There was this loud noise in the car and we pulled over on the side and then God was gracious and then he wouldn't even let the car move over there. So it's dark because we left at three in the morning. We'd been driving a little over an hour and we're on the side of the road. These two foolish teenage girls. Thankfully, God gave us a wonderful mother who taught us lots of scripture. And so we held hands and we're quoting Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, and we just cover ourselves in the word. And then somebody came along and said, I'll give you a ride to a garage and he'll come and tow you. And we went with him and God protected us. And the guy came back and towed the car there. Well, in the meantime, um, I guess we called and let uh, my brother Rick was back home and John was there. And so they, you know, they got the car fixed and we went on to school and then they came after. And I think you guys stopped at the garage and, you know, the guy had had not cheated us and and praise god we had money to pay for it to be fixed but anyway so then then they came all the way up to school to take me back with them and i was so upset inside because i was really looking forward to flying home <laughs> and my brother and 
John came, Pastor John came, and I had to ride home in the car with it. <laughs> you know, I had not thought of that in years. I don't even remember the last time I thought of it. I always thought of the first part where God protected us, you know. But I think it was as I was actually flying on my way up here, the Lord just dropped that in my mind. I said, oh, Lord, I allowed that offense in my life. I confessed it and, and said, I renounce it. I'm not having any part of you. I will not have any offense toward my cousin <laughs> in my life, you know. <laughs> Even if it's hidden and pushed way down, no, it's not going to stay there. And so, so the Holy Spirit will do that for us. He will get it all out of us. Praise God. Um, <clears throat> take heed. Last one. Take heed to not allow unforgiveness to remain in our lives. Mark 11, 25 to 26. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. You know what? In John 10, 10, it tells us the thief doesn't come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Yes. And I think this sin of unforgiveness is something that is going to take out many, many, many Christians who think they are living righteously, who think they are walking in God's way, who think that everything is fine with them but it's going to take them out. Because if we do not forgive, God cannot forgive us. We must forgive. We must forgive. And I am so thankful for the Holy Spirit. If we have open hearts and we ask Him, He will show us if we have any areas in our life that need to be dealt with and taken care of. Um, I, there was an evangelist, I think I know who it was, but I'm not going to say the name because I'm not positive, but he had come to um, my parents' church in Singapore, to Elam, I believe, and was speaking, and he relayed this story that God had given him a vision of hell, and in that vision, he saw his mother-in-law, and he said, God... She was one of the most spiritual person in the church. She, she did everything. She, she took care of everything. You know, I mean, she was just like super spiritual on top of everything. You know, how could you send her to hell? And God said, I didn't send her to hell. She had unforgiveness toward her brother from the time she was a little girl. And over the years, I dealt with her and I dealt with her. And I dealt with her. She refused to let go of it. And that's what happened. It is important that we listen closely to the Holy Spirit. That we do the things he instructs us to do. We can choose to allow the enemy to steal from us. To kill and destroy. Or we can... Choose what God has prepared for us. We can choose 
to live life abundantly. We can choose to live in His righteousness, in His glory, in His prosperity, in His overcoming victory. We can choose to say no to the devil and yes to Father God, seated with Him in heavenly places, found worthy to be part of His bride. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I think the Holy Spirit spoke to all of us. Amen? Amen. She is definitely her mother's daughter. <laughs> and uh, I've always loved that about Aunt Margaret. But uh, there was something in there, I'll guarantee you, the Holy Spirit certainly spoke to me. Because why? Because we need to constantly allow Him to deal with our lives. And our, you know, if we can't remember things, let him bring it back like she did. I had no clue she was upset with us. I thought, man, we were just doing her a favor. And here she wanted to fly home. <laughs> and so she told me about it. I said, wow, I didn't know you were angry. <laughs> but uh, I thought two things. Well, wow. You know, she, here she, she allows the Holy Spirit to show her an area. And uh, because she just wants to keep moving with the Lord, moving with the Lord. And that's what the grace and mercy of God is. Show us things and we can deal with it. And we keep moving with the Lord. So, I mean, uh, you know, we invited her because we needed to, and we've had a wonderful time of, of praying together and talking, and uh, uh, we, just, we just needed her this week with us. So I just uh, appreciate that. If, if you're watching right now and the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, just deal with it. Just say, God, forgive me, and move on. There's no condemnation. We're not perfect, but there is uh, guilt and if we refuse to deal with our problems from the Holy Spirit dealing with us, then, then we are condemned. But if we repent, there is no condemnation. So we don't let the enemy bring it back. That's under the blood. But uh, just deal with things that the Lord brings to you. And the Lord has brought over the years different things to my mind that I long forgot, I thought, and then he brought it to my attention. Oh yeah, forgive me, Lord. And so, you know, you do that as you grow and you say, man, I wish I didn't do that back then. Well, we've grown. The Lord's reminding you, deal with it. Uh, and he is merciful and just to do just that. So allow the Lord to speak to you if you're watching and, uh, or listening on radio shortwave. Uh, just say, God, forgive me and move on. Move on. God will use you mightily. Only sin stops us from being used. And sin comes... Uh, continues in sin if, we're, if we want to say our pride is too strong and we can't repent. Uh, God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So again, I have repented so many times over the years and sometimes I repent it every day because God shows me, okay, uh, you weren't patient enough or whatever. And so just deal with it. Just deal with it and, and I'll guarantee you the Holy Spirit will flow through you mightily. Our phone number is 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Our address, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. You can contact us. We'll send you some Christian literature. If you are just giving your heart to the Lord, we're available to discuss whatever need you might have. We have a gate breakers that we do have a team of intercessors praying over the needs that you have. May God richly 
richly bless you.